1: Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, it's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to do the recap for the gold standard NXT, and yeah, it was a different week, different week for NXT, Um, we didn't have any matches, we just kind of had, yeah, a little bit of build up leading into some matchups that could be coming in TakeOver, which, TakeOver, you know, that's, that's, it's canceled officially? Wow, Okay. okay, it's canceled officially, man. Okay. That's the reason why we haven't the two, the, two nights. Yeah. Okay. So then just to talk about that a little bit in in context with what uh with what they showed. So they're building up these these uh these storylines like for instance Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. you know, they, they a lot of the show was focused in on their rivalry. Um, Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair you know they talked about that a little bit which makes sense because that's at Wrestlemania and then they had Finn Balor you know and talking about you know having Finn Balor talk about him his uh, rise as the best wrestler in the world and then you know him kind of um, losing his way a little bit uh, with the injury then coming back and you know trying to reestablish himself in NXT Um, with I guess, excluding the Rhea Ripley segment of it, what do you think... Where do you think we're going then? Because we're, we're going to talk more in detail about you know these different segments. But in general, for the Finn segment and for the Ciampa and Gargano segment, what do you think they're building toward? Are we looking at the next TakeOver? Or, or are we just looking at NXT shows and maybe a match coming up on a special NXT episode? What are you thinking?
0: I would say maybe just... NXT shows and then and like you said, man, and then maybe we have like a, a special match or something like that going forward until we see what's going on with this, you know, whole coronavirus, because uh, I think that's the reason why I take over took a backseat because WrestleMania is going to take the forefront of it now. So I don't know how's that plays in their future pay-per-view. So we'll just stick to the weekly NXT format. And see where that builds to, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I don't know. I'm trying to process it right now because, to be honest with you, I didn't hear officially that it was canceled. That takeover was canceled. Um, so looking at it now with that new information, yeah, it definitely feels like it would be building up to, you know. The the weekly shows, like where we continue to see that rivalry between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa continue to to fester. And, yeah, I think we're leading towards the next takeover, honestly. Um, And I don't know where that is going to be. I don't think anybody really knows when that would be. But um, I think they're just going to keep going with building this. And eventually, you know, when they do establish that next takeover this will probably end up being the main event of that takeover with the way they're going to build it. Um, So that we would be
0: ready to have like takeover uh, UK takeover is where in Ireland. And I believe that has to be canceled as well.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you know, they shut down Europe. You can't do any uh, flights
1: for the next 30 days or so. That one, that one is, is crazy. That's, that's, i feel like eventually they will do that one uh, especially with with finn you know like you know it, it, it lined up so perfectly potentially for finn to you know have uh an opportunity to go to ireland you know his home country and and be able to maybe walk in as nxt uk champion you know or at least fighting for that championship i think could have be really cool but um you know right now yeah all that stuff's on hold man it just is what it is like it's it's it will see what the future holds for those. But for now, it's just this is the reality we're living in, where we just got to kind of, you know, ride this out and just see see what what comes. But, you know, it's it's cool seeing them continue to, you know, build these storylines. And eventually when they do get to pay these off, man, it's going to be really cool. So um, let's talk about the the, the storylines on this show um I don't know. Would you like to talk first? Well, it's it's gosh. I mean, the one that we're gonna spend the most time on is gonna oh, be the to story storyline for sure. And I feel like why why even wait, man? Let's just jump right into that one. Cause okay. ah. know, that that one I felt like they they spent a lot of time on it. It was at least half of the show. Um yeah, a good hour I- of just Jordan
0: Gagano and Tommaso Champa story.
1: Yeah. And uh, I guess I'll start with you, because I do have my thoughts on, on how I felt with this, but what was your experience like watching this, and, and what was your take on the buildup and the story that they were telling? They were very, very detailed of the beginning
0: of DIY, or just, be, just before that, you know, how they met, you know, uh, being, uh, what was it, indie wrestlers, and then they, they they grew a relationship at the performance center yeah, because they did 20 they threw out at the same time, yeah. and then they got cut at the same time, and they was able to get back in through the through the cruiserweight championship uh, tournament, and since they had an all star match, they was able to get they was able to get in NXT. So how they just it was very detailed throughout the whole story, you know. I loved it. It, it. I love everything about it. I love how basically Tommaso Ciampa explained how I thought it was like. Like I said last week, it was an indirect apology. You know, when he when when Johnny Gregano won his NXT championship what was that, Takeover New York, right?
1: Uh, I believe so. Yes,
0: yes. Take, Takeover New York yes, when yes. He, he beat Adam Cole and then Tommaso Ciampa came out. And when he said in that, you know, in that video from from yesterday, he said, you know, he came out, you know, he was proud of Johnny and he thought when he came out that he would just put everything behind us. I was like, indirect apology. Mm. (laughs) Indirect apology. But from Johnny Gargano's point of view, it was totally different, man. You know, you know, and I'm gonna let you break down Johnny Gargano's point of view because I'd like Mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. You we know, were kind of going back and forth last week of how you know the whole indirect apology uh, for from uh, from Tommaso Champa, and then you know he just he just just came out and about, came out and apologized. I would just like to hear your point of view of how this whole video made you feel.
1: Yeah, so um, the, I, I was waiting for you to say that because I knew you were going to want me to talk on, <laughs> on Johnny's side. Um, I'll say this: so the beginning of the video, I thought it was interesting that they kind of revised history a little bit to fit the narrative, you know. And I, I see why they would do it because it's a lot cleaner this way. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the the history with uh, Gargano and Champa. They actually were a team first. So, so um, they had to the try out, right? And then they got cut. And that part is, is what it is. But then they actually were on NXT for a little bit before the Cru- Cruiserweight Classic. And they had teamed up, but they just weren't DIY yet. They weren't named DIY. So they had some matches on NXT Uh, prior to that cruiserweight classic and i was watching this i was like wait why are they making it seem like they got cut and then they didn't show up again until the cruiserweight classic so that was a little bit confusing for me but again i feel like they're just trying to tell the story in a certain way to where it's the most you know it's a clean version of the story to just kind of like tell it that way and 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 have us go on this journey with them so i'm I'm like okay I, i accept it that's fine so you know, they talk about the Cruiserweight Classic and how that was kind of a great showing for them, which I remember watching the Cruiserweight Classic match between the two of them being like, oh, man, they got to fight each other in that round? Holy crap. Like, this is going to be, you know, tough. Like, I don't even know who I, who I think is going to win this matchup, but it's going to be badass because these two dudes are great. And so, you know, I'm watching it, and the crowd was more on Johnny's side. You can hear him saying "Oh yeah," was during really? that match. Um, and, yeah, it was just a great matchup overall. Johnny didn't end up winning, and they had the, but they were they were stiff. Like, there were stiff elbows and just, like, every move it felt like, even though they were friends, they were not holding back. And I was like, man, this friendship is probably over because, you know, they just – the way that they went at each other and the way that Tommaso, like, put his arm around him, like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to ever forget this so then they officially became DIY. And I was like, "Okay, wow, they're a tag team." So, and they 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 had their run. They won the tag team titles and that was awesome. I remember being real happy about that. And I really did enjoy the team of DIY, but I never thought that they were an actual team. I thought that they were friends in real life. I mean, Chimazo Ciampa was, you know, at his wedding, you know, at Johnny Gargano's wedding, one of his groomsmen, yeah. you know, when they, they were real life, you know, so they, they were really, truly, uh, genuinely close. But they lived together too, man. They did. It was the three of them living together, you know, with Candice LeRae. So, you know, you really, they, they really had a bond. Um, but I just, there was always this feeling for me that they, even though they were, they had great chemistry they were destined to fight each other. They were destined to go to battle over some title, over over something. Um, so when NXT TakeOver Chicago happened and they lost uh, to AOP, I could kind of feel... Something coming, even though Johnny took that bullet for Tommaso Ciampa, he pushed Ciampa out the way Mm -hmm. and you saw, you know, the the sacrifice that Johnny made and you're thinking, okay, yeah, I'm sure that crowd was just totally into it. And even watching it, too, I remember in that moment feeling like, wow, you know, that is that is a heartfelt thing for Johnny to do. When the match was over and they lost, I was like, oh, boy, I think <laughs> I think this might be it. You know, either they're getting called up, you know, because at that time it was still deemed being called up That's right. um, to, to the main roster. So either that was happening or they're about to split. And they get up on that stage, and I think they even they showed the logo like it was about to he go did. off, off did. the air. And sure enough, uh, Tommaso Ciampa looks at Johnny. He's like, this wasn't our moment. This is my moment. And he throws him in the stage. And I was just like, oh, no, here it is. Yes. And you just broke me, man. I was just like, wow. I knew because I felt it could happen. But I didn't want it to happen because I just, I just, you know, was such a fan of these guys. But at the same point, it also felt inevitable. So there's just all these emotions going on, you know. And then... Tommaso is gone you know because he had to have his surgery and Johnny talks about that he's like Tommaso was gone and he knew he was gonna have to have that surgery but he wanted to take me out because as long as he was out he wanted me to be out too so I'm like man I never you know like seeing this story like uh, being told like this it kind of took me back to that and I didn't put it in that context but when he said it like, that, that makes a lot that of sense. That makes a
0: lot of sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Did, you know what's crazy? Tommaso didn't he didn't deny he it. He didn't deny he it. He was like, yeah. oh, you know what? I was. I need to take him out. Since I'm, yes. I'm taking him, I'm take him with me.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, that is, like, man, that is some selfish, cold-hearted stuff, man. But, hey, you know. That's, he said I, it was just business. <laughs> hey, hey, okay, it's just business to you, man. But that's Johnny's life right there. So anyway, so we got that that point that happened. Um, uh, Tomaso Champa's gone. Uh, Johnny is, you know, trying to find himself. Eventually, he starts to get on a roll, um, and then it's it's uh, oh, but then uh, let's see where where did the so then uh, Champa though comes back ends up winning the championship. Oh, before that, sorry, I skipped a a huge point, a huge story point here. So Johnny gets the title shot against Andrade. Tommaso Ciampa lets Johnny have that moment. Johnny loses to Andrade. Then Tommaso Ciampa comes out with the crutch, attacks Johnny Gargano. Johnny gets another match against Andrade for his career. Tommaso Ciampa interrupts that match and cost Johnny Gargano, not only the title, but his career. So that's another point too, where I was like, Oh boy, like it's really starting to add up now, man. Like Tommaso tried to take you out when he got injured so that you wouldn't be, you know, there at NXT wrestling to get ahead of him while he was gone. Then when you have an opportunity to win the championship, sure. The first time he lets you have the title shot, but the second time, he actually not only cost you the title, but cost you your career. Like, okay, that's 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 two, that's two major issues that Johnny Gargano would have with Ciampa. So, you know, he cost him his career. Johnny ends up getting his career back, you know, um, you know, with a match with Tommaso Ciampa. and Ciampa, you know, was was eventually healthy to return. So he won that matchup. Crowds going nuts, you know, Johnny's back. Uh, but Ciampa at that point feels like, you know what? But I, I had my moment. And another thing that he did mention and he admitted to was when they were DIY, people were chanting Johnny Wrestling. Yes, yes. Johnny Wrestling. Not Tommaso Ciampa, not Psycho Killer. It was Johnny Wrestling. And that bothered him. You know, I feel like he was saying that he was feeling almost like he's second fiddle to to Johnny Gargano, that it's all about Johnny wrestling, even though there's supposed to be a team. So he kind of wants to, you know, have, you know, show what he can do. And so even though he lost to Johnny Gargano in that matchup, you know, for Johnny's career, he felt like he won because he showed what he could do, you know, finally. And then that would eventually lead to, Tomaso Champa being able to do what Johnny couldn't do when he beat Alistair Black uh for the championship. The championship. Right. You when know,
0: games to actually interfere but end up helping Tomaso Ciampa. Well,
1: Johnny Gargano wanted to stop him, right? He wanted to yeah. stop uh Tomaso Champa from beating Alistair Black, but he inadvertently hit Alistair Black and then Tomaso Champa took advantage and he ends up winning the title. So, Johnny's feeling like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare. The guy who cost me my career, you know, the guy who tried to take me out and I tried to stop him from winning the championship. Then he ends up winning the championship before me. Like, this is a nightmare. So, you know, Tommaso Ciampa Ciampa is champion. Then Johnny and, and, and Ciampa have their, you know, couple of matches. Um, There was Johnny lost the last man standing match because he took himself out because he just got so emotionally charged up by Tommaso Ciampa that he injured himself uh, while trying to go for a running knee. So cost himself the title. Um, Takeover Chicago, which I was at, you know, which was insane. I was so mad when Johnny lost that matchup to Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, He just whooped Ciampa all up and down that arena. I mean, Ciampa gave him a good, good fight too. Yeah. Champa spits on his wedding ring. yeah, Throws it off the stage. <laughs> and I'm right there looking at him do it like, wow. And then Johnny just takes him off the top of this, this, this object that was there through a table. Um, paramedics, everybody's coming out. You're thinking, okay, this match is over. Um, then, you know, they get back into the ring They're fighting still. Referees are pulling Johnny Gargano off of Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano's trying to get back into the ring. DDT on the exposed wooden floor of the ring beats him. Like, you got to be kidding me. What? Johnny's got to be frustrated with all this, man. Like, you see the mounting frustration for a guy like Johnny Gargano. This dude is supposed to be his boy, and he's just made his life a living hell. Tommaso Champa has to relinquish the title, right? He's hurt. He's he's got to have neck surgery. And it was supposed to be a match between G- Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa. Instead, it was Adam Cole. We have the the actually. It was yeah, that was that was supposed to be, and that was supposed to be how this feud was gonna end, which mm-hmm. was gonna be that match at at Takeover New York. Ends up being Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. Um, so Johnny Gargano. Pulls off the the win, one of the greatest matches in NXT history. Wins the championship. Tommaso Ciampa, to your point, to Tommaso's point, inadvertent apology comes out. You know he, he you know John Gargano kind of feels it. He knows he's like he's behind me, isn't he? They they hug. It's him, Candice LeRae, and, and Tommaso Ciampa. They all hug, and he's like, you know, for a moment there, I saw him caught up in the moment. You know, and then I, I saw my friend. You know, yep. and they hugged. <laughs> you know. So, and this is a theme for Johnny where you know, look at Tommaso and he just sees the guy that he went he went through this journey with you know through you know the tryouts through DIY you know like again at his wedding like this is this is this is his friend you know this is his brother um, so you know he sees them cool they celebrate it is what it is uh, Tomaso Champa is still rehabbing Johnny Gargano loses to Adam Cole loses the belt um and you know johnny then he's he's you know kind of in this up and down kind of rut right so you've got i feel like i missed the part where johnny johnny and tom oh because tomaso champa's run when he was champion there was a point where he was trying to help Johnny Gargano find his way.
0: Yeah, when uh, when Johnny Gargano got the
1: NXT champion. Uh, the yeah. North American Championship. Right, right. So when, okay, because at a certain point in this, so I'm jumping around a little bit now, but at a certain point in this, you had, um, I think it was before the, the Tommaso Ciampa injury to his neck, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is trying to help, Johnny Gargano, you know, find himself, and Johnny Gargano actually shows signs that maybe he's listening to Tommaso Ciampa, and he's starting to to do some some heelish type tactics to to win. Ends up winning the North American Championship, you know, and and even Johnny, he was like, I needed to let him think that yeah. he was getting to that. <laughs> because that was his ultimate plan was to uh, use that to get at him, but then. Tommaso Ciampa gets hurt and he can't and so but he ends up winning the championship and to a certain degree he allows himself to let Tommaso Ciampa back in so you know basically from then on it's you know we we know the story from there Tommaso Ciampa comes back he wants his life back Johnny Gargano you know he's like you know maybe he is that dude maybe he is that guy Tommaso, Champa uh, Ciampa gets the match with Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano goes out there and he says, I went out there to support my friend. And then I'm standing there and I'm looking in his eyes and I see that guy. I see that guy from takeover Chicago and it, something in him just said, no, like, no, this is, I can't trust this guy. This guy is that same guy. That, you know, tried to take me out when he got hurt, you know, that cost me my career, you know, that took my wedding ring and spit on it and threw it off the off the stage. You know, like this is that guy. And by the way, these fans are chanting daddy's home when that guy comes back. And he didn't even talk about the fact that there have been mixed reactions for him throughout this road. Like when he went against Adam Cole, they were booing him in the beginning and then he turned the crowd around. And even recently, you know, when when right before they reformed DIY, you know, against Finn Balor, he was getting booed and Finn Balor was getting cheered. Yeah. So the crowd was kind of, you know, for for what? Like Johnny hadn't done anything necessarily to them other than maybe the crowd had just grown tired of Johnny. They're sitting and he's stale and, you know, want to see something different from him. So you know basically my summation my telling of that story <laughs> what i see in all of this is johnny gargano they're doing a, a masterful job of using their history to help put paint this storyline in a in an area of gray where you can see both guys sides now john i feel like it was the most it was going to be the most challenging to be able to um show Johnny as a as as having a point when Johnny betrayed Ciampa and cost him the title. That was gonna be tough. But looking at this story and hearing what Johnny said, you know, right before that brawl at the performance center, and then seeing the story now, it kind of paints that picture even clearer to make you say, like, is Johnny even the heel in this? Or is it just a friendship that deteriorated and both guys just have these issues with each other that's never quite been worked out. I don't think that
0: Ciampa, you know, even based off his, you know, uh his conversation off the promotional video, how he's giving his point of view, talking about the, uh, you know, how the guys met and all that, I don't think, you know, he still has issues. It felt like to me he put everything behind behind him when he just basically buried a hatchet when he first came out there and celebrated trying to Johnny Gargano's first NXT championship uh, title win. And, you know, I think the way Johnny Gargano comes off, like he just never got over it. it, it yeah. Even the way he broke it down, you know, he came down. He said he had the intentions of supporting his his friend, Tommaso Champion when he was going against Adam Cole. But he said he saw that look in, in his eye. I'm like, from, from my point of view, I'm like, what look? He didn't give you no look. Like you saw that look. That's what you saw. You know, from from Tommaso, he said he he, he he put everything behind him. So yeah, I can understand reasons why now he wants to basically destroy Johnny Gargano now.
1: Yeah, and I mean for me, it just kind of more solidified why I feel like Johnny is justified in still being pissed. You know, because to your point, yeah, like, you're right, like, he he still, he didn't get over it, and I feel like it's not, Johnny doesn't have to get over it because Johnny felt like he was wrong and he never really did get an apology from Tommaso Ciampa. And Ciampa just basically is deciding on his own that it's over, but without acknowledging what Johnny is pissed about and actually trying to redeem himself for what he did. Like, you, you you, come out when he's celebrating, but you are the same guy who cost him that title at a certain point, too, you know, when you tried to take him out. And then, like, to Johnny's point at the Performance Center, you know, right before that brawl, to never have gotten an apology for what he had done and then to feel like the fans also, too, it turned on him. But then cheering the guy who spit on his wedding ring, and then it's just like, yeah, I would, I would hold a grudge, too. You know, like if if this dude, you know, is supposed to be my friend, then he did all this and he's he's there when, you know, like something good happens, but he's also been the, the reason why a lot of terrible things have happened to me too. Like there, there's there's something there. Like I feel like you gotta do more from Tommaso Ciampa's standpoint in order to make amends with that guy if you truly wanna move past it. You know, it's not enough to just be like, Okay, I'm I'm done. Like, what do you mean you're done? You, you were shitty to me. Like, you need to make sure that I'm good. You can't just say you're good and then that's okay for both of us. No, no, no. You wronged me. So you need to do, to, to try to reach out to me, find out, you know, what it takes for me to truly, you know, forgive you. Like, if Johnny had said he forgave him and then does what he's doing then I feel like, okay, I can see where Ciampa's coming from. But they never even had that conversation. It's like, Tommaso just said, okay, I'm done, and you should get over it. Like, no. <laughs> like, that that would piss me off. Like, you, you should get over it.
0: He just said, you know, I'm going to put everything – I'm going to put the past behind us, and, you know, I'm just going to move, move
1: on. But he – but like what you just said, you, you're saying Tommaso Ciampa is saying – I'm going to put this behind us. You know, right? Who is he to make that decision for Johnny? If he's the one doing Johnny wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't be like okay, like someone does somebody wrong, like someone slaps somebody upside the face and, and then says, "You know what? I'm going to put that behind us." What? <laughs> you slap me in the face, and then now you're telling me you're gonna put this behind us. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> like really? <laughs> no, well, that, that would be different
0: if you know, you know, if I let, let's say, let's just say, for instance, I come up, walk up on you, slap you, you know what I'm saying, and then they just then, say, "Get over it." <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, let me. Then I come up. I'm not gonna say I'm sorry, but. I'm going to come up to you probably the next day or whatever, a few days later. I give you a hug. And like, just put this behind us, all right? <laughs> <Put this behind laughs> you, nope. Both of
1: us, all right? I hug it out. Yeah. And, all right, bury the hatchet. We're done with it, all right? No, you're saying that, but you're saying you're done with it. But you're not getting the acknowledgement from me that I'm okay with it, that I'm satisfied. No, for me, I need to slap your back. That's what needs to happen. Like <laughs> if I'm getting slapped and then that's the end of it, then you're just coming up and saying, you know what, man, it's 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 all good. Let's just put this behind us. No, no, Th- this is this is that
0: to me. Yeah, just- like that doesn't happen in wrestling. Like between two good friends, like for for example, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they went through mm-hmm. hell and back. Damn near mm-hmm. killed each other, but yeah. came out as let's just bury the hatchet.
1: Yeah, but not without going to war, though, man. Like, okay, so take when Shawn Michaels came back from that injury and then they had that street fight, right? And then (laughs) Triple H took that sledgehammer to his back. Now, imagine if Triple H would have just been like, you know what, Shawn, let's just put this behind us. There is no way Shawn is going to be like, cool. No, what happened was Elimination Chamber happened and Shawn Michaels won the the title. (laughs) That was him being like, okay, now I'm getting my revenge because I beat you. Right. You know, and Johnny never got that. Matter of fact, the match that they were supposed to have that would have ended that never happened. It got canceled because because Tommaso Ciampa got hurt. And then Tommaso was trying to act like, okay, well, we buried the hatchet. Like, no, not necessarily. You may feel okay because you were the perpetrator of a lot of the, the horrible things that happened to Johnny, but the guy that you did all that to, that guy, you need to go and reach out to that guy and really try to not inadvertently apologize. You need to apologize. And even then it might not be enough.
0: He uh, breaks on Chompa. He doesn't need to, because I understood, I understood his point of view. It was business. It wasn't even
1: personal, bro. Is you spitting on my wedding ring as personal you tried to take me out when you got hurt? That's personal. That's personal. You said it's not, not our moment. moment. You said that's he wanted, personal. His moment. That's personal. He wanted to be the best
0: entertainer in the uh, in, in wrestling today in or, or right. in sports
1: entertainment business. That's selfish and that's personal. Why do you have to take out Johnny? Johnny made you one of his groomsmen, and you're doing that to him now. It's business. You you were supposed to be. I mean, come on. Like if if okay. So. You, as Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano trusted this man and believed in this man and had such a close feeling with this man that he put him in his wedding. And this is the same guy that's going to turn around and say, hey, man, it's just business, but I'm going to take you out for eight months because I got to go out for eight months. What? Well, yeah, because he understood. support me. You're getting hurt. You're hurt. You're doing surgery, and you're supposed to be my boy. Then support me while I go and try to do
0: well. D- man, do this he still thing. it a grudge because he did talk about when they when they faced revival and uh, people were chanting Johnny wrestling. No, well that too. But Johnny, when when they lost the revival the first time, and Gargano and how they and how they lost Jargano tapped, and he said you know if if i was
1: that putting that in position you know I, I, man I would like to no you know, I'm hear that he was mad because he was jealous of Johnny Gargano and now he wants to try to bury the hatchet because he doesn't want he doesn't want that smoke from Johnny Gargano and now Johnny's giving him that smoke and now he's trying to say oh well you know he should have just gotten over it really no <laughs> Johnny will be satisfied when Johnny is satisfied Johnny needs to go out and man, get bro, his satisfaction bro. Bro. his way
0: that's why he has tell, telling him to get over it. Johnny again
1: was still holding on to the past. Jumpa has, has not grown because this whole thing for him is about Goldie. He could give two craps about Johnny, which makes him a liar, like Johnny is saying, because Johnny thought Tommaso was his friend, because Tommaso made it apparent that he was quote unquote gonna be his friend when they he's his groomsman in his wedding. I mean, it's just it's 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 right there, man. Like, I feel like Johnny. It makes sense to me Johnny's holding this grudge because Tommaso Ciampa was two-faced to him because Tommaso Ciampa tried to take him out selfishly (laughs) because Tommaso Ciampa and Tommaso was funny too, because in this promo, he made it seem like, you know, I let you have your moment, but you didn't let me have mine. He took his career. He did not let him have his moment. There were two matches, and he, he won so, the he NXT contradicted, championship. He contradicted at-
0: himself. won the NXT championship. No, no. He, he contradicted, contradicted him himself. Stated, I let him yes. have his moment. I could have went out there, and he could have interrupted. He could have had Adam Cole you know, win, which he should have anyway. But anyway, that's the past. But no. he
1: allowed to have his moment not when his career was on the line against andrade when his career was on the line against andrade no, I'm talking about when, the match.
0: when he was going against takeover new york that's when he said he
1: let he let him have his moment but you can't omit the fact that he did not let him have okay so he let him have his moment in one match but he didn't let him have his moment in another match so how does that that one that that one time that he let him have his moment doesn't erase the fact that he actually cost him his career and Johnny had to beat him to get his career back. That's a part of the narrative, too. Like, you can't just say, well, you know, I let you have your moment. You didn't let me have mine. But, you know, let but disregard the fact that you actually didn't let him have his moment the first time he was getting the title shot or the second time, t- technically, because the first time he got the title shot was against Andrade. That's when he's saying he let him have his moment was Andrade the first time. And Johnny lost. And then he came out and he attacked Johnny with the crutch. Then Johnny had a rematch. And Johnny put his career up against uh, Andrade. Because so Andrade was like, what do I have to gain by giving you another shot? Yeah. I'll put up my career. Yep. So he put up his career. And in that match, Tommaso even said it, in that one, I didn't let him have his moment. I took him out. And he cost him his career. Well, if you
0: well. In the video, he said, you know, he had time to think during his injury. And that's why he said he allowed him to have his moment
1: against Adam Cole when he actually won. Doesn't erase the fact that he did not let him have his moment against Andrade.
0: Well, he said, hey, he said he put the pass behind because that was the
1: pass. He did. I'm (laughs) just saying. You can't you can't be the villain and then say you know what I let let's let bygones be bygones and then the dude that you were bullying the whole time is like oh okay I'll I'll, I'll take that no is he satisfied?
0: Hey, that's Johnny Did he, he could have just said you know like no nah, bro
1: he could have when
0: when that's what he's saying Maso came up for the hug you know after Johnny Gagano won the NXT championship Johnny Gagano just to say could you, he should put his hand up like no nah, bro we we're, we're not cool. And, you, and I'm like, all right, cool. They he never officially apologized or indirectly apologized. No, that
1: that that, that for Johnny, me.
0: he he came up with open arms. They hugged it out, and then even and then he when they brought DIY back, it was Jarcano's idea to bring uh, DIY back the second time.
1: Yeah, because Johnny Gargano is seeing his friend. He's seeing a person that he wants to believe is that guy. But at he the is. same point, he, he can't get out of his man. mind. Why, why, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. He has a wife now? or is because, he's, he's, yeah. because he's seeing, because he's still seeing that in, when he looks at him, sure, he's seeing the guy that he thought was his, fr- was his friend. But at the same point, there's still no closure to the, the shit that he had done to him. So there's this unfinished business that sits out there and Tommaso Ciampa never apologized. So he's just try, he's attempting Ew. to accept. No, he didn't. Not, he's att- no, he, he didn't. didn't. He, he didn't apologize. He just didn't say, I'm sorry. He apologized. That is not an apology. You can say, he, you apologize without saying I'm sorry. No, no, if that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That's a half ass <laughs> apology then. That means you're not what? man yeah. enough yeah. to apologize and so if I you're not like, sorry.
0: All right, man. Like if I come up, like you said, we, we I come up and slap you. All right, you know, I, I I don't know. Just walked up and slapped you, and then I right, let me see you the next day. I'm like, hey man, we
1: cool, bro? No, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. There is no way that that is gonna be enough. Just you walk up to somebody and slap them, and then it's gonna be you to say, hey man, I don't, we're, we're done. No, that's not cool. And especially not to apologize. Not only are you not apologizing, but you're the one that's going to say, hey, man, you know, let's just let's just bury the hatchet. No.
0: It's addressing like, you know, it's still addressing the issue. Like, OK, it, it was my mistake. I, I slapped you, but I'm saying, are we cool?
1: Because so we can move on from this. Because you don't want to deal with the wrath that's about to come to you because you're afraid that the fact that you just may have slapped the wrong dude. That's what it is. So you're trying to squash this before he destroys you. So you're like, oh man, you know what? Hey man, let me just come out here and just try to bury the hatchet. No, 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 no. Slap me down the street, slap me (laughs) You are getting the smoke. (laughs) It was about to happen. (laughs) Oh man. I, I, I'm with you, Johnny. I'm with you. If this discussion even further enhance how much I'm behind I Johnny Gaegano, I it. thought from 100%. seeing this
0: nope. outstanding production. Yeah, it was great. Between Tommaso Chomp and Johnny again I thought you would see it my way. Like, okay, Tommaso did bury the hatchet. He did apologize, and you know what? He didn't. Johnny Gagano didn't. He he he, he couldn't get pa- he couldn't get over the past. He couldn't. He saw. He still saw the old Tommaso
1: Champa, Tommaso no. of old. That's what he saw. Because mm. that. Because he still. Because this dude never. Because you said you're you, the words you're using is inadvertent. Because you know he didn't apologize. So you're trying to find a way to say, well, he didn't apologize, okay. but he did I, I, try I to. I olive branch
0: before that video, before this NXT episode. I I, I could have said, you know what, you're right. He never apologized. But clearly Tommaso said, all right, when I came out there when he won, I, I you know I I figure I put everything in the past. You know, through all that bad stuff and just put it behind us. If you really want to put
1: in the past, you apologize. And he, he didn't. He gave him a hug. He, no, no, that does, that's, that's not an apology. Not an apology. It's not. It's not. We After don't know everything he had done. A hug is gonna end. A hug is gonna make him forget yes, that this hug. man spit on his. No, hug. It's a great way to show
0: affection and expression of an apology.
1: <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it <dude. laughs> oh my god! <laughs> go on and on for this, man, dude. I will not. There is no way you're gonna convince me that that was an apology. That that was worthy. of... That worthy apology after he spit on his ring, he tried to take, he, I can't believe, he admitted, I couldn't believe he actually admitted this. He admitted he wanted to take him out because he knew he was going to be out. And he's basically wanting to take him with him. That is some sadistic stuff. That like, was the Tommaso of old. Oh, this is the new Tommaso. This is face
0: Tommaso. No, this is Tommaso who has no. a child to support, who is a family man now. He doesn't live with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, he's not This is the that same. wheel.
1: He, he is evolved. He's, is he, though? Is he, though? Because this is the same Tommaso that was saying Goldie, that was talking about his precious Goldie, and then he reverted to saying that again when he was cha- chasing this championship against Adam Cole. So... Give Derrick Belts a nickname! No, 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 no. You're missing what I'm saying. The same Tommaso that was doing all of these, these terrible things to Johnny Gargano yeah. was the same one that was obsessed with Goldie. So that guy was evil. Like, he was terrible. Now he's reverting to doing like and saying the same things that he was saying before. He's precious Goldie. He wants his Goldie. Right. Now Johnny Gargano is seeing him and seeing him being so obsessed with that belt just like he was when he was doing all that terrible stuff to him. It's like, wait a minute. Is he just this dude? Because you're saying, we're all assuming, oh yeah, he's changed. But has he changed? Or is it the fact that maybe, you know, we're all just accepting who he is because, you know, he's Tommaso Ciampa, he's cool, you know, and he just came back from the injury and, you know, emotionally we felt we feel for people who, you know, go through injuries. You're like, has he actually changed anything he did before? Or is it just we're seeing him in a different way because he's making his return and you know, he's 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 just seems like it's cool now because he's making his return. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I don't necessarily believe that Tommaso actually changed anything about himself. You know, what I'm saying he still seems like that same guy, that same character that just you know would do anything to be champion.
0: Oh, who's who's just not you know truly doesn't give a f anymore. He does. It's just not on that same level as before. You know, spitting on your he might do that. With
1: I think he would. <laughs> I think everything he did before, he would do it again. Everything yeah, that i admit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything different with this dude, and that's what, and to me, that's what Johnny is saying. He's like, This is that guy, what am I doing? Like, this is that dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, you <laughs> see, so you just don't want to admit it, it's all good, it's all I good. Can't. It's all good. You're right
0: there. You're right there. But, right there, but just the way, because I got in the background again, man. I'm standing to the so just breaking everything down and just showing from his point of view. And just like, I, I, I can't go against that, man.
1: They tried. And you know what's funny? It's like Johnny in his delivery, he's, he's trying to play this as the heel. I see it. I see him trying to play it that way. In the beginning, there's some of him like being a tweener, you know, or just him delivering the lines and just him being honest. And, you know, but then like towards the end of it, he, you know, when he's talking about the fans, like you can tell he's trying to play that heel persona. But the story they're telling, I'm like, there's a lot of sense That his side of the story is making, and and Tommaso Ciampa's story too. Like both of their sides are played. That's why I said there's a lot of gray. They're doing a masterful job of painting this in a in a a space in an area of gray Mm -hmm. where you know it's not clean. Like okay, Johnny is the the pure heel, and Tommaso Ciampa is a pure face. Like both of them have their dark sides, and both of them have a point that you could latch on to to say okay this is why i'm rooting for johnny or this is why i'm rooting for Tommaso. and it makes it a lot of fun to watch and like you know i'm excited to see them to continue to build on this but um yeah man it's just it's i think they did a great job with this um you know at first when they started this video i was like man you know i don't know if i how i feel about them just doing a video and you can kind of see where it was going but it was it was interesting you know and it made for great debate It did, man, because I I really enjoyed the video.
0: I thought maybe at first we was going to get like, you know, their standard three to four minute promotional video promoting, you know, their their rivalry. But we got a deep, very deep, descriptive video of how their rivalry started and how we're getting close to a closure now.
1: Yeah, man, it it was fun, you know, and hey, these two, they like Tommaso said, they may very well fight forever, and I actually would not have a problem with that. So, you know, more of Tommaso Trampo versus Johnny Gargano, please. It's an entertaining story, but Johnny's right. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the last two when it comes to Johnny Gargano, yes. <laughs> Alright man, we still got a sign off to do, all right? <laughs> oh man well let's touch touch on these other um you know stories that happen finn balor you know in the the overall story that he was telling how'd you feel about you know his overall telling of his his journey man that's a cocky son of a bitch right there <laughs> talking about i'm the best i believe it
0: when he said it i'm the best wrestler in the world like he said it ain't cocky if you can back it up man. exactly man he said it with conviction bro he was like i am the best wrestler on the on the world and how he started his journey you know he was talking about nxt and then how he got called up to the main roster at the time and i didn't know it was when he got called up 2017 2016 20, I think it was 2016. 2016, yeah, 2016. Yeah, damn, man, almost four years ago. Wow. feel like he's been part of Raw like only for a couple years. But, well, even
1: with the uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampo story, when they said 2015, I was like, wow, it feels like it's been longer than that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. That they've been in NXT. But yeah, and then Ballard, 2016 was the call because I think 2014 is when he signed. Um, his contract is, is I, I, if I remember that correctly. So yeah, man, it's it's been pretty pretty recent.
0: It has, man, and you know I definitely love the breakdown of Finn Balor, how he just addressed the situation of how he was looking for a challenge. You know how, you know during that time on the main roster he was kind of floating about. And, well, not floating about. I would say the the first year of the main roster, how he was just destroying everybody, how he, he put it. He, he was the best wrestler in the world. He beat Seth Rollins. He beat Roman Reigns. And then he was the first universal champion. He was like the first ever. And I'm like, yeah, he, he can definitely put his name on that. Nobody can take that from him. you know. And then he mentioned how he got injured, and he was on the shelf for like, what, a good... What was it? A good uh, eight to ten months. Eight,
1: it was. It was like eight or
0: nine. I think it was nine months. Okay. Okay. Eight or nine months, and he said something changed right there. And when he came back, he <laughs> even when he mentioned about his losses to like Andrade and Bobby Lashley, he was <laughs> saying he was saying
1: I made them look good because they was in mm-hmm. the
0: best wrestler in the world. Yep. I was yep. like, wow, what a spin on that.
1: Yep, he said, Jinder Mahal, all of a sudden he's having the best match of his life. It's <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, when
0: he mentioned Jinder, bro, I was yeah. like, wow.
1: Yep, yep, Baron <laughs> Corbin, all of a sudden he's having the best match of his life. Yeah. What's the common denominator? Finn Balor, <laughs> best wrestler in the world. <laughs> I bring the best out of anybody. Yes,
0: yes. and then when uh-huh. he got to Brock Lesnar, and when he yeah. said he fought Brock Lesnar, that brought the fight out of him. He That brought the fight, that the hunger that he was searching for you know, since being back in NXT, and that's what he's missing. Uh, and I'll mention this: it was a, a slight misstep on the Finn Balor. I wish they would have mentioned the Fiend. Yeah, you know, I think that was important. But yeah, you know, they—I thought that was weird that they just yeah, like that. they really? didn't mention that at all. You know, I
1: basically because they made it seem like it was the Brock match that ended his run in in uh, on Raw and then sent him. Or in the on the, you know, quote unquote main roster and send him to NXT. You know, but it was it was Bray, you know, that he fought that ended ended that run, not, sure not rock. Right. Like, I get it for the
0: story they was trying to tell, but you know, since Finn Balor was coming off cocky as hell, I don't see how the hell you could put a spin on that. You right. know. <laughs> right, right. Man.
1: I guess because he was just so dominated that it was kinda like he wouldn't even wanna you know, address that he wouldn't even want to acknowledge that that happened. Yeah. You know, such a dark part of his history that maybe he's just like, you know, I'm I'm just gonna black that part of my memory out, basically. Yeah, you know, this well, is what, my story. You I'm gonna you tell it the way I want.
0: Like, you know, they. You know how they make their video promotion videos, so they have some type of nice theme music with that, and he could say mm-hmm. something was off that night, and then I saw something I never saw before, and I felt something that I never felt before, and that was fear. And mm-hmm. he could have mentioned that, and he said could have told himself that's something I didn't want to feel again. So he went away for two months, and you know he could have they could have used that man instead of just cutting that big piece out. I thought that was a major piece to me. So that, yeah. so that was my misstep for it. But other than that, man, I, I enjoyed, you know, Finn Balor's, you know, story, his point of view of how to get back to the promised land of being the prince.
1: Yeah, I mean, well said. Like, I agree with everything you said. You know, he he just told it in such a way that it was just it was it was intense. I love the delivery overall. You know, him just being super serious, just looking straight into the camera and saying he's the best in the world. Um, that's the first time I feel like we've ever heard Finn, while in NXT or in, on uh, Raw or SmackDown, call himself the best in the yeah, world. I have never
0: um, heard him say he was the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so I, that was, I that feel was, like you know, in New Japan, and when he was like Prince David.
1: Yeah you know so that that was really cool to have him just you know have that confidence in himself and it if it, it felt a lot more believable than Seth Rollins saying it so i was just like i had no argument when he said it It's like yeah yeah no Seth Baller best in the world i i can i can co-sign that for yeah, sure yep. with Seth it was like we're like mm, i don't know i mean you should have that confidence but it the timing to anything to me yeah like <laughs> best in the world why doesn't it feel right even though he's great you know he's he's awesome but best in the world, something feels a little bit off about when he says it. But when Finn says it, you're like, no, nope, yep, I, I'm not going to argue with that, sir. I don't want that smoke. you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, just overall, man, like it was it was um, just awesome watching him just, uh, you know, talk about his history and um, have that confidence and it it makes me sad about the whole f- match with Walter a little bit more. Just thinking like, wow, we we gotta wait, you know, a little bit longer to see that matchup. Uh, but he brought it up, and, you know, said he doesn't know what the future holds, but his path will cross with Walter. It will happen. Um, so when we don't know, but it's gonna happen. And until then, he's gonna. There's other people in NXT that you know, have the same passion as him and he's like, Hey, bring it, you know. I'm like, Yeah, that's that's cool. So I'm I'm really loving this version of Finn Balor. Uh Prince Balor, you know, the prince is back. Just um I'm yeah, surprised man.
0: that he mentioned his original name, Prince Devitt. That yeah. that's New Japan and they, that was like the first few seconds when he uh mentioned about, you know, it's basically just his history, giving us a history lesson where he came from when he the whole Prince background.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just great. It was great overall, man. It's, it's, it, it's funny because even though there wasn't a match that happened on this show, it's one that I kind of want to watch again just to even experience the storylines and really like analyze it and break it down even more so because they, they just, they gave us a lot. You know, everybody that, that gave a a story, and we'll talk a little bit about Rhea Ripley here in a second. But um, you know, it, just with with Balor, like you said, mentioning Prince Devitt, um, he talked about like you know he didn't he leaving and or leaving WWE and going back to NXT. It was it was about him doing what he wanted to do, doing it his way. Like he wasn't gonna you know he didn't like what he stood for anymore, and he wanted to 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 change that. And he's a never again. And he's like, I'm 38 years old. You know, I don't know how much longer I have left. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to waste. You know, the next a couple of years doing something I don't want to do. So I was like, wow, this is this feels really raw and real. Like I'm, I'm appreciating this. Yeah, I was, and and to see, I, I, that's what I thought too. Like I'm thinking, that's a direct shot at Vince McMahon to just kind of cut this promo the way he was, and then for them to air it on NXT like this, I'm like. Interesting. Okay, right. at home watching this. It's like, man, you know, I'm <laughs> dude, just go to NXT Ricochet. Yeah. Just do it. Talk to you. Do groups, it, man. See what you can do. It would be. It would be so good. Oh, now I don't want to divorce too much, but Triple H. Let's let's. I just want to bring this up. So there was word of a demotion for Triple H on social media. Have you? Do you have any? Um, Thing that you've seen about this because apparently he may have gotten demoted and you know we're seeing him a lot on television now. Um, is there anything to this? Like, what what have you seen? I haven't heard
0: anything about you know trips, uh, demotion. I yeah, there were- I know he mentioned it on SmackDown, but it was like in a joking way. He was like, "Man, I, I can't believe I had a demotion, but I still got like three times." The work I have now, more work off of demotions. I'm like, oh, OK, but I didn't really dive that much into it.
1: Yeah, like there's there's a couple of different sites that kind of, you know, are they were reporting that there was a, potentially a demotion that he was no longer in charge of talent. Um, so not sure, you know, again, it's 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 rumor, but there's there's a couple of different outlets that are putting that out there. And again, we're seeing Triple H a lot more. Um, on television, which, you know, because of what's going on, it, it made sense, too, that he would be on... Um, yeah, well, that's uh, true.
0: I'm reading it right now. Just put it up. Triple H reportedly got a demotion, no longer in charge of talent.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, but then also, too, there was Triple H take shot at report of his WWE demotion during SmackDown, to your point, how he kind of made fun of it. So, you know, we'll... Maybe some more information will come out to kind of clear that up in the future, but you know just um, I just thought i'd I'd bring that up because you know he was here on NXT yeah. and you know he was helping to to give a little bit more insight to the stories that we're seeing, and I really enjoy seeing Triple H um, talk about NXT because he's so passionate about it um, I'm hoping that he continues to be able to guide nxt the way he has because he's done a, he's done a masterful job and if anything i would want him to be able to do more with you know nxt more with raw more with smackdown um and just just, just put his stamp on all of that because what he touches man it turns to gold so um you know hopefully this this talk of a demotion isn't isn't uh, all it's cracked up to be and, yeah. and you know you. he's You're still right, in power man. Yeah, same. Same here. Um, So uh, Rhea Ripley so that was that was the last one. That was the the ender there. Um I really enjoyed seeing her journey. She's you talk about an evolution, man. Like she has really gone through an evolution. Oh uh, yeah. From, you know, the blonde, long blonde hair, you know, coming out and people saying, you know, she looks like Charlotte, she looks like uh who was it? Lana. They were saying to and then she was like, you know, she really didn't know who she was then she you know, came back and because it was the Mae Young Classic is where she debuted and then she came back for the second Mae Young Classic and then she had the leather and she was kind of her look had changed a little bit um, and she was more. She really had a great showing in that second uh, classic and then that first uh, NXT UK Women's Championship matchup uh, between her and Tony Storm. Um, you know, everyone thought Tony was going to win. I thought Tony was going to win. And then she won. And I was like, whoa, like, oh my God, she okay. Yeah. And I was surprised. I was actually really, really surprised. Um, but then it, you saw her continue to work and continue to, to, you know, get better while she was in NXT UK uh, to a point where she started to look like, okay, she's, she's a real player here. And when she showed up in NXT and faced off with Shayna Baszler I was like, "Wow, this she's a superstar," and I'm so excited for this. Let's effing go! So <laughs> it was just awesome to go on that journey again through this video and see her. And you know, I'm really excited with this matchup with Charlotte Flair. Man, I said it earlier. You know, between the two women's championship or the the well, there's a have they said who Bailey is gonna gonna go against? By the way, yeah. Okay, because I said the two... I was about to say the two cha- women's championship matches, and I'm just like, wait a minute. Oh, right. There should be a third, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no, okay. All right, well, the two. <laughs> so between the two women's championship matches, at least for now, um, this is the matchup that I'm most excited about. You know, it's, it's the, the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair match. And, yeah, just seeing that build up again and seeing Rhea talk about how, you know, when she saw Charlotte was that last person, she's like, okay, I knew exactly what I had to do. Had to do there, you know, and just... Overall, man, I'm 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 really hyped up for this matchup. I think it's a great matchup between two just dominant uh, females who are just like you know trendsetters. They're they're you know very iconic uh, overall feeling already. You know, at, at a very young age for for Rhea Ripley, and relatively so too for Charlotte. Man, I mean she's. You know, damn near close to, to matching her father in championship reigns already. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's accomplished something. We know that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Definitely the truth. But uh, Rhea, Rhea could be someone who ends up catching her too, man. Like she might be, along, you know, cut from that same cloth of just being a, a multi-time champion before it's all said and done as well. So Yeah, she's yeah 23. Only 23, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Made her debut at 20 at the that first Mae Young Classic. But yeah, man, great, great overall showing for Rhea Ripley and and great story told. Uh, What were your thoughts here?
0: Yeah, man, I thought it was uh, a nice video how basically not Shayna Baszler. I about to say Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley in Charlotte. And I like how she kind of set the stage and said like Charlotte's used to feeling like Stadiums with you know, thousands of people in the crowd. Now we're about to take WrestleMania back to where it all started for me—the performance center. So I thought that was great how she, you know, said that and encountered, and wielded home for me for this rivalry, you know, for for it to come to a, a close. So I like that. Now my only worry, and I want to ask you this too, you know, because we was talking about Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler how Becky Lynch feeds off the crowd. Even though Charlotte is coming off a heel or a heel-ish, I'll say, you know, for this uh, match. Do you feel that she needs the crowd? Because when she come out there, one of the first things she does is woo and she and the crowd woos back. She's not going to get none of that.
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't think she needs the crowd because I think Charlotte is... is she has the mindset... To, it, it's a it's about her presence you know and she I think she's smart in the way she uses her presence to intimidate whoever she's in the ring with you know and I think she'll just direct that directly to Rhea and when she's you know doing the twirl and showing off you know the the wardrobe you know that she's gonna look straight at Rhea and woo at Rhea just to kind of get into her head that hey you're fighting a flare you're fighting Charlotte Flair. You're fighting the Queen. Like, just letting her know, you know, what's about to happen. Um, I could see it working out really well. As long as she's directing it direct towards Rhea and not, you know, making the mistake of acting like people are there in the yeah. crowd. You know, so I I think it's still a powerful presence to see her there in that entrance and then doing the woo, but just to direct it to Rhea and use it as a way to intimidate her and to to further let her know that you can't handle all of this. Like she said, you know, at that last day, maybe. Yep. Yep. I think it could work for for Charlotte for
0: sure. All right, all right. yeah, because I was just you know curious about that, you know, because we was talking about you know Baker Lynch feeds off the crowd, and then when he said it, it got me thinking about Charlotte Flair, how she kind of uses the crowd to feed off too, when she's just using her woos, always expecting the crowd to woo back. So I was just curious how she kind of you know modified it, or or she or was she even use it at all during WrestleMania?
1: Yeah, I definitely think she will. It's just it'll be directed. It'll be used in a certain way, you know, to to help her get a get a mental advantage. Just use it use it for towards uh mind games, I think, is what she'd do. Yep. Yeah, man. So yeah, th- this it was an interesting night, you know, like like uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown were again, no no it wasn't you know there wasn't any i mean this this one was even different from those in There's terms of no wrestling no wrestling no wrestling at all, all not even about it, it. was no only crowd, one it show was no wrestling. wrestling with one show only Yeah, we're we're getting there. (laughs) We're getting there. But this one was it was a unique journey. You know, really enjoyed it. The three uh, different segments here were awesome. Uh, They told great stories, and it made me more interested in, in each one of their journeys. You know, with the the you know Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match coming up at WrestleMania with Finn Balor and his potential matchup against Walter, and of course, you know with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and their you know forever rivalry. Like it, it was a, it was a fun night to relive some of those those rivalries and and, and matches and journeys and just to, just get a great summary overall of where we've been and where we're going. Yeah, man,
0: I, I think that was said well. You know, I enjoyed the whole NXT production value of the whole promo videos between the three big stories for for NXT. So with Finn Balor, Charlotte Flynn, Ray Ripley, and of course Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano.
1: Yeah, so that will do it for this recap here from NXT from this week. Uh, so, for Devin, this is a feast. Catch you next time. Peace. All right,
0: guys. tomato Ciampa all the way. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. Johnny Gargano.